You are now listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast. Welcome to 10 Years and Counting Podcast, hosted by the Sovereign of Single. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast with your boy, Petty Roosevelt himself. You're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast, your source for all the unsolicited dating advice you just can't get enough of, with your host, Tony, and great guests like me. Cheers. If I fuck it up. That's true. Um, is it usually better to eat red grapes with white wine? I have no idea. Well, because we're doing that now, so I was just <laughs> curious. But anyways. Um, I think it's green grapes and white, white. wine, but we're right. drinking rosé, so yeah. it's fine. Oh, I didn't even... Wow. Okay. I didn't even notice. But anyways, we are back on the pod. Uh, you were on episode four, I believe. We were talking about mental health mm-hmm. ages ago. It's like yes. three years. Um, <laughs> how much has changed? All my mental health. I'm yeah, yeah, the same. <laughs> so it's okay. Therapy now. Just. <laughs> but so yeah. So today we're going to talk about why we rather be single than settling. Yes. And I think it's always interesting because with us, you know, I think we're like only children. So for us, we prefer being by ourselves. Hmm. Um. And I know one of the things we've spoken about before is how I consider dating, like, interviews. Yes. Even though you don't, like, always fully agree with that. Yeah. Um, I kind of think it's a little more like, at least online dating is kind of like online shopping. Okay. If you see something you like, you swipe right and put it in the cart. If you see something you don't like, you swipe left and keep going. And I just made it seem like I'm an awful person to date. No, well, well, see, at least the, uh, well, you would hope that at least you could return it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know. Or say no if you're in an interview. Right, exactly. Well, see, the thing is, like, at least with interviews, it makes sense because ideally you're, depending on, like, what position you're applying for, usually you're meeting with more than one person. So it's not just one interview and you got a job. You go on multiple interviews. I'm like, hmm, is this, like, a fit or not? Even though, like, I just realized that, issue also with calling it an interview is that once you get a job you're with them 40 hours a week Mm -hmm. and in the beginning of a relationship you're not spending that much time together hopefully not yeah it's a little (laughs) bit too much that's uh that's just in the dating process so i think the interview makes sense where you're trying to not make it where everyone's asking a question it feels like a conversation but like see that's that's a thing if dates feel like you're the only one talking the only mm-hmm. one asking questions it's sort of like hmm this doesn't feel right i guess that's true but i also wonder about that because as an introvert and also as a therapist i tend to prefer to ask questions and have the other person talk and not talk about myself at all mm. so i think for me the dates that usually intrigue me are the ones where I end up talking about myself because that's so not normal for me. So if someone can get me to talk about myself for a while, especially on a first date, yeah, that's usually somebody that I'm like, okay, this is maybe going to be second date territory. Hmm. No, that, I think that makes sense. It's, uh, it's always tricky because also with interviews, you're always like curious, like, oh, so what can't you talk about what you don't? Right. Sort of like similar where, you know how you're always told in interviews never to talk negatively about your previous employers? Sort of like the same thing where 
you say all of your exes are crazy it's like mm, i don't think that's that's a you problem i think right <laughs> it's like if you're saying all of your exes were shitty it's like then you, are, are you not taking accountability here because you technically were in those relationships too true or do you have a pattern of being in shitty relationships and not not necessarily not respecting yourself but not having enough self-love to recognize what you deserve mm. and what you should be looking for versus settling yeah. over and over well yeah and that's the thing is that well i don't know i when i think of like when you were talking about with like online shopping and online dating i sort of see those similarities but not entirely because the thing with me is that i think when it comes to online shopping i'm more direct with what i want mm -hmm. and the issue with like online shopping is that you have or at least sorry online dating see that at this point they're going to be all the same but at least with dating is that you're technically swiping but like if you do swipe right on someone you're technically still not technically making a purchase in a way that's true you you're, can always unmatch right like you if could, you're drunk swiping and yeah. you accidentally swipe right right unmatch exactly it's just always more i think once you get into the dating aspect it's mm -hmm. just sort of i think it's so like me i always swipe left if someone doesn't have a profile like meaning that they don't write mm. anything on it because it's just sort of sometimes i swipe right if they're this is, makes me sound so shallow if they're fairly online, attractive sometimes i will swipe right <laughs> just to see i mean online dating is shallow as it is anyway so <laughs> i don't think that's a you issue. I think that's just how online dating works. You know what would be really cool if they had with online dating is like ratings. But then like that's, you know how like when oh, you- Oh, like you rate your date? No, well, because when, when I'm buying a product, I sometimes want to see the reviews. Oh yeah, I definitely read the reviews. <laughs> but like there aren't reviews for like- <laughs> Imagine like five star conversation, but really weird kisser or was great and started talking about passions in life but also has a weird obsession with toenail fungus or something i don't know <laughs> see that would be a good thing but now we're getting into like next level psychology when it yeah. comes to like yeah how <laughs> how much information do i want to know about someone before i even get to know them that's true but the issue is let's say if that's the case how does that person not find the reviews? Mm, yeah. Because it's like, wait, what? Who said this? It's like, then you have to go back to all your dates. It's like, I didn't do That's this true. shit. Wait, are you a Google before you go on a date? You Google the person or no? Mm, I try not to. I, I think just because I'm scared of the rabbit hole that I'll get into. Same. I'm also like, it's a first date. Yeah. It's an interview kind of-ish, yeah. I guess, even though it feels weird to call it that. Did but it's not like you owe them anything. And as long as you're going out and meeting them in a semi-public place, it's kind of like why Google them and get this idea of who they are. Did ahead I ever tell you about the time, the, the time someone searched me on LinkedIn? No. Wait, was this when they did it not privately? Yeah. They just. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that unintentionally before when I'm, I'm when I've been drinking. <laughs> but yeah, it's just more like, come on, stalk. You know, there's. Stalk appropriately. Like, yes. Don't, don't show me that you're well, stalking. Well, not everybody can be Scorpios and, you know, really good at stalking. That's true. Yeah, no, I don't try to. I mean, that's... Uh, and, and I think we've had this conversation, and I've had it on previous podcasts, about, like, social media. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like exchanging social media because one is just sort of... I don't know. It's it's a weird balance, right? You, you sort of want to trust the person, but do you want to make sure they're... I don't know. I'm also really private with my social media, and I think part of it comes from 
like working in the environment that I do and working with teenagers and having yeah. all of my social media super private. Mm-hmm. But in general, I'm very private with my life. Like, if you're not a really good friend of mine, you're not going to know what's going on with me. And it's very weird for me to match with somebody. And the second or third thing they ask for is, like, my social media. Yeah, that's uh, that's a red flag. Even after a first date. Yeah. I don't really want to add you on my social media. You remember one of my exes added me on social media after our first date and I didn't accept them until like a month and a half after when we actually started dating just like each other should when have, we had should, that exclusive should that combo. Have, should that have been a red flag? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Let's not get into those red flags. But like I found it really weird that they wanted to add yeah. me on social media and I didn't add them until we actually were in a relationship because it's just weird. Mm. Well, I feel like at that point, don't you think that we now live in, especially because I know you've used Hinge and Bumble and probably other dating apps where there's this weird like paradox of choice where, and I've done this myself, where I'll be like, yeah, this person seems pretty chill. I should just talk to them. But then you just match with someone else and it's like, but... What if it doesn't work out and I need a backup? <laughs> I feel like that's kind of New York in general, though. I think New York City, there's so many single young people and attractive young people. And it kind of gets into that idea of like the online shopping thing, right? Of like, oh, well, I got this dress because it's really cute. But oh, look, here's another dress that's really similar, but is a little bit different and is really cute and let me order that too. It's kind of the same thing with dating where I feel like at least until you find somebody that you feel like you are connected with and want to date, it's kind of that like serial swiping. Yeah, I think the worst part is once you start talking to someone, you feel like you should get off the app, but I hate push notifications because I'd be like, oh, you haven't used this in a while. It's like, you know what, that's right. Let's see what else. Yeah, it's just such a... Or you go on a date with the person that you're not exclusive with and the notification comes up on your phone and they see it and that's an I've, awkward conversation. I've never had that. I've had that. It's really awkward. See, I also... Uh, no. So this was a really awkward one. <laughs> well, it's just weird. It was a first date. Like, I don't know what the hell they expected. But I was trying to, like, say that if you go on Do Not Disturb and if a phone call comes through, it wouldn't... You yeah, wouldn't it won't get show it. up. Right. And, but then when she did call and I wasn't on Do Not Disturb, it like showed her number, but I didn't save it. But I was like, I haven't gone on it. This is our first date. Why would I save your number? Yeah, that's true. I've had people be like, see if I'm, go- as if I'm like looking at my phone, they'll see that they're in there as just their phone number. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you didn't want to save my number? And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't owe you anything. Yeah. But you know what's the worst part about like not saving numbers? <laughs> Mixing up. <laughs> I've had that happen. Um, <laughs> That's happened too many times. Where I've been it's like, so hard. Yeah. yeah, like I've swiped a bunch of people and I'll, I'll text them and be like, oh, hey, it's Andrea from Bumble. And obviously they're not going to be like, oh, this is Chad from Hinge or whatever. Chad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I went with the name of somebody that I've never dated before because I felt like it'd be weird anyway. And they're yeah. like, it's not like they tell you what their name is or who they are. Mm-hmm. So then I'm scrolling back through and I'm like, Shit. Oh, wait, I don't think I'm supposed to curse on this. Whatever. No, you're fine. Sugar. Who is this person? Now that feels weird. I know. (laughs) But I'm like, shit, who is this person that's texting me? Because there's two, three, four, seven numbers that I both texted being like, hey, this is Andrea from Hinge or whatever. And then I have to go back to my Hinge and hope that I have it in my OCD-ness, cleared them out or archived them. And it's, yeah, it's kind of a mess. I've said the wrong app. 
It's like, hey, it's Tony from like, you know, Hinge. It's like, oh, you're from Bumble. But like <laughs> Oops. It's like, oh, I see. I had the right name. I've definitely gone on first dates where and part of this is also because I'm a serial canceling the first date and then rescheduling because I hate online dating and you know how I feel about it. Um but I've had that happen where I've gone on a date and before I've gone on the date as I'm on my way there, I am like, wait, what is this person's name again? No, I've done Like it. I know you're yeah. from Bumble or I know you're from Hinge or whatever, but I don't actually remember your name and now I need to look it up. Mm. Because hopefully it's not gonna be apparent that I literally don't remember your name. No, I no, I get that. Yeah. And like going back to like what you were saying about the whole not quote unquote cyber stalking, but like Googling. But it's just, and I think it's just because we live in a point where we can find information. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I will be the type of, like, if someone said where they worked, I will try my best not to say, mm. no, why did you tell me the company you worked at? Because now I'm, like, thinking, cool, if I can use my social media skills, just means, like, cool, yeah. I can just search the company. Then, like, it's just, there's things I can, it's like, I I can't find you based off of this, but it is easier. And it's just if I, I think it makes sense after a couple of dates, if you want to have that conversation. But before a first date just makes no sense because it's just sort of I, I think also you either build or lose interest because of that. Because you start just having typical like with me when I bought my blue, my blue light glasses. I was so upset that I went on one website because what ended up happening is I saw 15 ads uh-huh. For every other company besides yep. the one I went to. So, yeah, I was just scrolling on Instagram. It's like, blue light. Uh-huh. I was like, the And then fuck? you're like, wait, those frames are cuter than the ones they got. Damn it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's the thing. Like, now it's, like, being forced upon you to, what's it called, have, like, now you have more choices. So, like, cool. I went from thinking, it's like, I want to buy these glasses to, like, now I don't know which glasses I want because there's so many options. That's true. I mean, I will say I I try not to look or Google somebody before I go on a first date unless, and we've talked about this before, how I have some people that I've matched with like six months ago or two years ago who time, time I haven't, right, who yeah. I like haven't gone on a date with, but I also don't have them on my dating apps anymore. Mm. And I will Google to be like, this is so bad, but I'll Google to be like, what does this person look like? <laughs> Because I don't actually remember. Um, shout out to the guys on WhatsApp because you usually have a profile picture That's and at true. least I know what you look like. But Maybe I will you just do WhatsApp instead. I know. But I will I will go sometimes and look up social media if a person has what seem what are like blurry or out of focus pictures that obviously were taken five, six years ago. Mm. I will then sometimes at least try to find like a LinkedIn in private mode or Instagram or like Facebook just to see if they actually look like what their pictures are. Right. Just so that I know who I'm looking for because I went on a date last summer, I told you about this, where the guy clearly was using photos from like six years ago, which is fine. Also PSA to all men, if you do not look the same as your photos that you have on Bumble or Hinge, like if you are balding, if you have a lot more wrinkles than you did in your pictures, that's fine. 
But put a recent picture up because otherwise it's a big shock when you see someone. And to be yeah. honest, I wasn't even sure if it was this person. Right. Other than the fact that they had a very distinct color of hair. Right. So that's the only time that I'll I'll look before I go on a date is if I feel like the pictures are out of like several years out of date. If they're blurry, if they're unfocused, whatever. That's sort of like uh, I was joking that I was um, damn. What's it called? What was that? What's that thing called when you use a fake photo for some? Oh, catfishing. Catfishing. Yeah. So sort of like I was catfishing future employers because in my LinkedIn profile I have short hair, and like oh, now yeah. I have and now I have long hair. So it's sort of uh, should I have an updated photo or not? But but yeah. So it's like the same thing, right? If I kept that photo on my online profile and then I went on a date and sort of like, wait, you have hair here. It's like, does that make a difference? But it, it yeah, it's just sort of, you know, it, it, think of it this way. If we're talking about online shopping, mm-hmm. you order a product, like if I ordered Converse, right? It's like, look, I want these yellow Converse. I don't have yellow Converse. And they so. come in their Marigold. Right. I don't know why I picked Marigold. Honestly, I don't even know what, is that like a shade of pink? It's a some? shade of yellow. Oh, okay. But it's like bright yellow. I don't know. You think of yellow and you think of, like, sunshine yellow. Marigold is, like, an orangish yellow. Okay. I'm just glad that you, like, picked the color that I've... You're talking to a guy about, like, colors that are I think aren't. I'm also borderline allergic to marigold flowers, but yes. Mm. But, yeah, so, like, something as simple as that. It's like, look, I ordered this and I got delivered something else. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> have you ever behaved differently online than you have in person? I don't know. I I think part of this is also having gone through enough shitty relationships <laughs> and being comfortable with who I am. And, like, I know we've talked about this before, but being comfortable being single and, like, I'm okay on my own. I don't – if I have someone in my life, it's because they add to it. It's not because I need them to be there. Um, so I think before when I was younger, like, my early 20s – I would tend to, I would feel like I needed to be like a little cooler and more aloof than I normally am. Yeah. But I think now I'm, I'm very kind of what you see is what you get. If anything, I'm fairly guarded until I know somebody just because I am an introvert and I don't really feel like I need to tell you my deepest, darkest secrets right away until you get to know me and I decide whether or not, you know, you can start peeling back those layers. But I don't think I'm... I don't act differently online than I do in person. I think it's just because of texting. Like, texting yeah. just... It's just the... I don't think it's an odd way of communicating. It's just you have to then learn how someone else communicates. communicates yeah. But, I mean, you know me. I text the way that I speak. <laughs> no, I, I'm not, like, talking about you specifically. I just... I, I, I do get where... I, I use a lot of sarcasm, so it would be difficult if I just started throwing sarcasm at someone that I don't That's know. fair. Yeah, I'm not... I tone... I'm a smartass. Yeah. I tone that back so much right. when I'm on, like, a first or second date, because until you get to know me, I try to ease people in, because I don't, I don't want to come across as, like, overly harsh or cuttingly... Yeah. Just not rude but just kind of yeah sarcasm doesn't always come across well um and i've had guys say when i've gone on dates i've had guys say like the third or fourth day like i thought you were like super super polite and i really love the fact that like you're a smart ass because it i usually try to kind of tone it back until the third or fourth date it's weird because like you're meeting someone that you don't know 
Right. So it, it's like the same thing, you know, like obviously when we were in high school, it was easier because you before were... Before online dating? Before, yeah. Before, pre, yes, before we're online old. dating. We are. Uh, we're really not. We're really not. Uh, and even college. College, there was... I don't remember online dating until 2013. Online I think was the first dating, time I experienced. There was... It was like eHarmony and Match.com. Yeah, but those so, required websites. And right, right, right. So those were like <laughs> the websites that people would go on and then... You would hear about older people going on that when they went through yeah. divorces in their like 40s and 50s. And then I think the first apps that I heard about... Was it a Plenty of Fish? I feel like was a popular one before yes, Tinder. Yes, but then Tinder came around yeah. and that kind of blew up. But Tinder was also seen as just a place to go and hook up with people. It wasn't like a dating app when it first came out. Right. No, and I think that makes sense because I think Grindr came out before Tinder. When did OkCupid come out? Okay, I think OkCupid was around before. Yeah, because I, w- I think OkCupid was the first online dating yeah. thing that I used. Well, I think what made it easy was that you didn't need to create... You didn't have to be on your computer right. to search profiles. And I think that was the issue. Like, as soon as, as, soon as it was on our phones... It was like, That's cool. That's true. And all you have to do is just swipe. You don't sometimes even have to read a profile. You'll see their first image. It's like, oh, yeah, they're cute, cool, whatever. And, yeah. And Telling you online shopping, you're exactly. like, cute? Uh, swipe right. Mm, kind see, of cute. Okay, so, let me swipe right just to see. All right, so I will consider swiping as, like, the add to cart. <laughs> Honestly, like the, I, I, had, I, had, I haven't made the purchase yet. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel awful saying this because this is going to be great if anybody I ever date in the future listens to this because they're going to think I'm a giant bitch. But I'm single and I've been doing this for many episodes. I at know. This point. But it's like, yeah, that's honestly how I feel about it. I'm like, hmm, kind of cute because online dating, you're not, you don't really know if you have chemistry with the person. You don't really know what the person is about until you meet them in person. So it is really like online shopping where. You're like, huh, this person appeals to me because physically I'm into them. And I think they may be attractive and maybe they have something in their profile that makes me interested, you know, emotionally. Maybe they don't because let's be real sometimes, especially if I'm swiping late at night and I've been having my glass of wine or two or bottle. Bottle. Uh, Yeah. You know, like sometimes I'm like, oh, they're cute. Swipe right. Um, But it really is. It, it feels like adding, it feels like online shopping. And I think that's why sometimes I get really tired of it. Because sometimes I'm like, I just feel like I'm adding to cart and adding to cart and adding to cart. And it's not really amounting to anything except draining my bank account. Right. No, and, and I feel like that way on, I, I, I'm always glad when I match with someone, I start the conversation and they don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Usually that used to annoy me, but now it's like, oh, okay, great. We... Like, it's sort of like not saying as much as ghosting as much as just more like, okay, cool. I'm not going to message again because it's like, why would I? But it's sort of the, it's a great way to just abandon cart right there. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Because like I haven't made, I haven't like, I I added to cart, but I didn't go to checkout because as soon as I was like, oh, cool. All right. Well, move on. And it's just, uh, yeah. And I, I understand how that sort of sounds, but it, it is the issue when, it's like, yeah, when, think of it this way, when before online shopping became really easy, we would have to go to physical stores and mm-hmm. have to, like, try on clothes. Ugh, no, thank you. And, yeah, so, like, 
it, it's sort of like the same thing where like online shopping has been made easier. So it's the same thing yeah. with dating. Like you, like I know my size. I know what I like. Exactly. I know the brands I tend to go for. Right. And I know my price range. <laughs> right. Really bad. And it's the same thing with like filters. Like when you could put right. filters on Bumble, it's like all right, cool. Well, mm, I want this. Mm-mm, no, I. Looking for this height range and this. Had, had to low. throw you had to throw the height range sub in there. Hey, it's okay. Uh, I, full I, disclosure. I filter, I, I filter for no kids. So I mean, I am five eleven and above. And yeah, that's fair. I was about to say Anthony, but everyone calls you Tony. Yeah. makes fun of me for my height heightism height heightalism. I don't even heightalism. Height there you go. Yeah. Heightism is that a thing? I don't know. Whatever. Well, my elitism over height. Which is dumb because I'm also only 5'4". However, 5'11 or higher, Look thank it, you. Unless you're wearing 7-inch heels, I don't understand why. But, but I like wearing like 3-4-inch heels and the guy's still so, being a lot taller than me. Okay, fair. So that means that then I could only date like 5'4 or 5'5 then? I mean, if you don't care if the girls your height are taller, whatever. I prefer guys to be taller than me. No, I... I I say I don't care, but I remember once going out with someone who was like an inch shorter than me, and it was just so weird. You told me about this because yeah. I made fun of you. Yeah. Because I was like, oh. Yeah. Now you know how it feels. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wasn't thrown off by it. I don't think that made anything, but it's like, oh, I'm so used to someone being shorter, and then just like, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like shortism or whatever. <laughs> That's fine. I'm elite with height. That's like a number one thing for me. Please be 5'11". Although I did recently change my um, filters to 5'10". Oh, okay. But I, re- I re-changed them back to 5'11". <laughs> did you go out with someone that was 5'10 and it just weirded No, you but out? I thought about it because the other day I was... This <laughs> is so bad. I was on the subway and I was standing next to somebody and realized that they were probably 5'10". And decided I didn't want to date somebody that short and one inch higher was better. So I rechanged my filters. It's fine. I was also really bored because for a while I was going through all my matches and kind of was getting like dating swiping fatigue on Hinge and Bumble. Um, ah, there's and I, Zoom fatigue and other swipe fatigue. Yes, there is swipe. Swipe there fatigue is, has been there, a thing. There is, yeah. But I got kind of tired of running out of matches and I was feeling just like I was in a really stagnant place with my online dating profile. I also think I like massively screwed up my algorithm on Hinge anyway. Um, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I changed it to 510 because I was like, okay, fine, whatever, let's see. And then I realized that I still want someone, would prefer someone that's six foot or higher. See, I, I love how you also just mentioned that you like messed up your algorithm. So like, it's like even, it's like, yeah, my love life, my him. love life is an algorithm It now. is though. It All is. my dating is an algorithm. They note who you swipe on. Yeah. And they, they send do. you like, Wait, my favorite on, I think it's Hinge. Yeah, is the recommended match. Oh, the day? Yes. It's, it's like you're... It's so dumb. And I really <laughs> feel like it's... I, I think Hinge just totally randomizes it because I've gotten some people that I'm like, come on, Hinge. I know sometimes when I'm, you know, late at night swiping and especially if I'm not sober swiping, I know yeah. I've had some questionable choices. We all have. But like, really? <laughs> you're sending me somebody who's... Five five and conservative and like hardcore Christian. Yeah. Like no. <laughs> I, I I always try to think of this like the same thing on my end. I always sometimes get. I don't think I ever 
well, I think like with me, so I always like try to focus on, well, it depends, right? Because no one fully ever um, fills out their profile all the way through, especially on Hinge. So it's always weird when I see a profile, it's like, cool, this is a match. And like all it says is like where they live, their age, their height, if they drink or like if they smoke and then that's it. It's like, did you not fill out more? Like, Right, like you didn't fill out any of the prompts. I don't know who you are. Yeah, I forgot where I got this article, but it was like dating in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because one of the things they mentioned, which I never really noticed until I read this, were for like generations, people would always describe newly single people as, hey, you're back on the market. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking, I was like, holy shit, I never realized... Like, yeah, you're, you're in a way, and, and like in some cultures, it kind of feels like you're sold. Yeah, I think especially... I mean, not, not literally, obviously. But, but I think it, especially it, for women. Yeah. Like, there is the culture of, like, oh, I got you off the market. Right. And it's like, I'm not some commodity that can be, like, bought and sold and returned, yeah. you know? But, yeah, that's true, because people are always like... And I've even said this, like, oh, I'm back on the market, haha, you know, and it's, yeah. There's definitely that marketplace mentality to dating. Well, then again, it's sort of like the same thing where technically, in a way, dating until we find, quote unquote, the one, right? Right. Or, or for like the right now. At, like, cantaloupes at the market, you know, or avocados. You, like, go and you kind of, like, squeeze one or you smell it and okay that's really weird you don't smell people you don't smell people that you're dating people PSA do not go do not, do not and go just around start sniff smelling people. and squeezing people <laughs> but you know what I mean like yeah. you know you shop like in this a market this is firm enough yes <laughs> <laughs> so bad but I really hope my future partner listens to this and hysterically laughs at how ridiculous I sound but you know it is in fairness, it is kind of like going and finding, you know, like the right fruit or the right produce. Like you're going and you're sampling all this stuff to yeah. see I'm clearly digging myself into a deeper hole. No, it's like the same thing with me is that I, I, I can never equate dating to like converse shopping because with me, <laughs> I, I already know. It's like, cool, I know my size. Like I ha if you wait, if you equated dating to converse shopping, you would. Not, I would be a Mormon. Right, you would not be. You would be a polygamist yeah. because, yeah, yeah, all the colors, all the all styles. The That's true. Yeah. So it was funny. I with date number two that I had yesterday, I realized mm -hmm. I was talking about Converse and I said, like, yeah, I have a bunch of Converse. And I think she was concerned that I was like a sneakerhead. <laughs> she was like, no, I actually wear them. It's like, okay, cool. Like she thought it was like, I, I, I think she just thought like I collected Converse. Wait, do people actually just collect shoes and not wear them? That's a thing. That's, That's so bizarre. Yeah. Which is like fair. I, I can see why that would be a concern, but that that is that that is sneaker culture. So like, don't. But like, if you live in New York, where do you put them? Do you build display cases into your apartment walls for them? Um, I don't know. I I, I can't speak for sneakerheads. You keep them in shoeboxes in your closets. That could be a thing too. <laughs> that is an option. That would be a swipe left. Right, but no one's gonna say that on. <laughs> That would be a Ooh, return to store. You know what I'm going to do? I'm I'm going to update my online dating profile if 
none of the next two that I have their phone numbers for work out. I'm like looking for the perfect pair of Converse. Like I, I don't know. Like what? She's, she's gonna be like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like oh, you should on the yeah. the prompt that's like I'm looking yeah. for. I'm looking for the perfect <laughs> pair. I think for me, I would put I'm looking for that perfect pale Provence style rosé. Mmm. That would be interesting. Actually, I think I'm gonna change. You just do that, yeah. I'm gonna update that. I'm gonna write myself a note so I don't forget. I used to write like my left AirPod, and that's just kind of dumb. That's also apparently the prompt answer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they changed it to that because, but you did Damn. it before it was cool. I it's did. fine. I'd like to think that uh, you did. And this is interesting because I think when I did this with, because uh, me and my friend did an online dating. That was actually the first episode was just talking about online dating. It's always like interesting when it comes to like the numbers game aspect where people talk about it's like, oh, you know, it's all a numbers game. And it kind of is. But at the same time, you don't want it to be like so. Yeah, I've and I've always tried to do this, but it's always difficult when it's just easy to continuously swipe where you do match with someone and you do exchange numbers. trying to stick to that one person. Because yeah, that's you true. Because at the end of the day, you just never know what things are like and. Unless you've already, well, it's weird now because we're all like social distancing prior to that. And I don't want to say this is the case, but unless, and I'm not speaking for everyone because that's not true, but I feel like unless you either have been on a couple of dates with someone or slept with them or been over their place, you're not, you're technically still in a way still swiping. Right. With, okay, totally fair. And we also know that this has been something I've worked through with my tendency to do this. But I'm also somebody that, and you know this, like, I don't like dating around and dating multiple people at the same time is, like, not my thing. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I've actually fallen on the other end of it where I go on a date with someone, I really like them, and then I kind of put all my eggs in one basket and I don't date around. And if I like that person and I hit it off really well with them, I'm like, oh, I really like this person. Let's see where it goes. And even though I may kind of go on and like half-heartedly swipe, I definitely have in the past noticed myself committing more to that one person. But I know that's also really opposite of you because we've had that conversation where like I do tend to very quickly kind of feel one person and I'm like, okay, I'm like more committed to this. And then I, I notice myself like I stop going on the app as much. No, I, no, I, if, or I cancel dates, but I yeah. also don't, I mean, you also know, I don't sleep with people <laughs> right away until, no, or even a few dates in. I mean, I typically tend to sleep with people when we're not seeing other people. No, I get that. Which is definitely like a preference or whatever, but yeah. No. And well, that's a fair point. Like, I, I think that's sort of like how I see it now, but mm-hmm. then I think it's different because this is the 10 years and counting podcast so like you know yeah. it's just sort of like it's but yeah it's more years now but shh, no but it's like the idea where i've seen the pros and cons of both yeah yeah of being either single too long or like i and it's funny because i remember a friend of my, I, I saw this uh you know how facebook has like on this day mm-hmm. where like my friend said like he called me a single activist <laughs> and it was funny because when i saw that, I was like yeah i am pro single but and it's funny because uh, like i, I don't want to like make this all into like a 
political aspect, but it's sort of like, I'm not like anti-relationship Everything's either. Everything's political. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We were going to make dating into politics, but no, no, that is fair. But no, it's never meant that I was... You're not anti-relationship. You are anti-commitment, although you've gotten better at that. Sorry. Just totally Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So... Sorry, I therapisted you. Therapized? Therapized. I therapized you. Yeah. My bad. probably a better word. <laughs> Wait, whereas the opposite, though, is for me, right? Like, I always... And you know, like... I would always jump into a relationship. Like I would mm-hmm. go on a date with somebody and I'd be really into them. I'd be like, oh, this is it. And I would jump into it and it's why I got like engaged really quickly in that one relationship. And it's why, you know, I moved in really quickly in my last relationship. And I think as we get older, we kind of learn better ways to handle that, right? Like yeah. don't jump, you know, without looking kind of where the bottom is. Um, but also don't avoid that intimacy. No, and yeah, I, I think with me is, uh, I forgot where I was reading this, but it's sort of, you know, as adults or teenagers and et cetera, it's like the same thing with kids, right? When you know something's too hot, like an iron, like, you know, the first time you get burned by something, you're like, ow, okay, I shouldn't touch this when it's hot. Unless you're an ADHD child and you no, can exactly. touch it. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it's the idea where... Also, with, like, dating and relationships, you do learn, like, it's weird, right? Because, in a way, it's sort of like, wouldn't there be a better way of learning this without having to, like, deal with heartbreak, right? Mm. And it's sort of, you know, if we either had these conversations earlier or, like, I know with some people, like a friend of mine, when she broke up with her boyfriend, it was sort of like, hey, I feel like, you know, I wasted my, you know, parts of my 20s. And it's like, I'm not going to tell you that you did, but at the same time, it's just... I'm not saying it's a bad thing because like with me it's like I made it a mindset where and and I've spoken about this a lot where sure I did avoid commitment a lot but Mm -hmm. I did feel like I gained a lot out of it as well so it's just sort of yes you did technically waste parts of your 20s in this relationship but at the same time you learned from it but if that's also the issue right I think that's also with heartache right you you think of the negatives at first but i think also with it too right like a big part of being able to be single is learning to be comfortable with who you are because it's very Mm. easy to jump from relationship to relationship because you are looking for something you're either looking you need validation from somebody because you don't validate you can't validate yourself you don't have enough of that self-love you are re living your childhood relationship with your parents growing up and not to be like super therapisty on this but there's because i just really went down that rabbit hole right but like i think a big part of it too especially in your 20s and i can even say that looking back on my dating in my 20s right like i was looking for someone to fill that that void of not being fully comfortable with myself and the other side of that is you're too scared to let someone in and you don't you don't want to to have that relationship with somebody. So I think it's kind of a push-pull. And to be honest, I don't think that online dating helps either of those two things just because mm. it feels... I mean, I know, like, I've bitched to you about this, but, like, I get dating... I get swiping fatigue where I'm like, why do I have to feel... It feels sometimes like I am flipping through a magazine catalog. Yeah. And I'm looking and I'm like, oh, this is, like... Like, this is this really cute dress in the J. Crew catalog that, you know, it's cute, but, like, do I really want to invest in it? And is it really going to look cute on me? Maybe I'll bookmark that page, okay. And then I go to the next page, and I'm like, oh, why would they come out with this weird shirt in this weird print? Like, definitely not a good look. 
keep you know flipping through the magazine and I think that's my issue with dating online dating is it feels like I am shopping for a partner and I really miss the days where you would go out to a bar and somebody would come up to you or you would make eye contact with someone from across the bar and there was just so much more in terms of I think like chemistry and connection that is missed with online dating now which granted I also understand that it's also, I used to be annoyed when people at the bar would just come up and like hit on me, yeah, right? Exactly. So it's like, it kind of it's it's kind of like either way, nothing's we'll, we'll perfect. See, well, see, the thing with you is that you want the person you're interested in to like come up to you, not the person. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it's I'm like, also really shy and awkward, <laughs> so like I'm. And now I think as I've gotten older and more comfortable in myself, I'm like, fuck it. If I see a if I see a cute guy at the bar, I may ask the bartender, "What are they drinking? Can mm. you send them a drink?" Like I am much more comfortable doing that now, whereas before I would be like, "Let me just sit and look at him and make eyes at him and tell my friend that I'm with, like, oh, that guy's really cute, but not actually act in it, and then get annoyed when someone comes up to me that isn't that person." Well, I, I think also the com, you know what does help with being comfortable with online dating is that you don't have to experience the rejection in person in a way so i I don't know i I sort of see like a as as a pro con like with me i personally prior to like online dating i didn't really go up to people at a bar yeah also but and and also but that's changed because i think like before online dating that was how you met people was like you would go up to somebody at a bar or at a restaurant and be like excuse me i'm really sorry this is like super awkward but yeah you seem whatever or if you were really suave 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 Suave. Suave, yeah (laughs) i'm just adding accents yeah to anything Um, it's fine yeah you know like but you had to go up and approach that person and i think that at that point you also kind of knew if there was maybe some chemistry versus mm-hmm. online it's it's so easy to hide behind that anonymity and just kind of swipe left swipe right so that's always the interesting thing like even though i know we're under social distancing i think when where you always ask it oh so like how was that like phone call or facetime and i think the good thing about that is that you can sort of gauge that a little bit better than you would if it was yeah. just texting for months right that's true um but yeah, like some people aren't really comfortable with like a phone call. It's like, well, I just—I like, mean, you know, I don't like phone calls. I will pick the phone up if you call. I will pick yeah. the phone up if like my other best friend calls. I will pick the phone up for my parents. I do not like phone calls. Like, <laughs> I remember I matched with a guy and we exchanged numbers, and he was like, "Oh, I'd like to call you sometime." And I was like, wait, I'm sorry, you what? You want to do, excuse me? You want to, and this was pre-COVID, like, you want to call me on the phone versus meeting me at, like, a wine bar or something, and now I just made myself sound really bougie, (laughs) Um, only wine bar dates for first dates, just saying. But, like, you know, it was weird because I was like, you want to call me on the phone? Who does that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I sometimes randomly like sending audio messages just to sort of break the ice i don't know <laughs> I, I don't expect it to be a back and forth but wait interestingly enough because i was telling you this earlier today the guy that i've matched with like two years ago or whatever mm-hmm. it actually might have been even longer i can't remember if this was before my last relationship yeah it was like before my last relationship so sent me i told you sent me like 
audio messages last night. It was the first time I'd heard their voice and I ended up, I don't send audio messages and I ended up sending audio messages back. And it was interesting because we had a very brief moment where it was like, wow, it's actually really interesting to hear what you sound like. Yeah. Because we've been texting on and off for two years, which I also realize is very not normal. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just interesting to like think about that. And, and see, like going through all of this makes it easier as into like why people don't want to settle as quickly. And I don't know. It's like for me, I'll go on a date with someone. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, it's like a pretty good date. And I don't know. I sometimes I'll notice chemistry when people talk about it. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, yeah, it seems like pretty good. But like for them, they don't like feel that. But it took me a while to realize like, oh, yeah, that's what they mean. It's like, yeah, I don't see that. And that's fine. But it's, yeah, and, and and I feel like it's fine. There's, I've had shitty dates and I've had like pretty good dates that didn't go anywhere because for some reason X, Y, and Z. And I've never felt negatively about that. Mm. But like looking back at, back at it, it's like, oh, I'm not saying I was kind of glad that they didn't want anything more, but just realizing at specific points that I just wasn't really ready for a relationship yeah and for me to just say and I think I've I don't know if I've spoken to to this about about this with you but like how like sometimes my neighbors would always ask it's like oh so like are you married or do you have kids and I was like the fuck no like A do you see a ring on my finger no B do you ever see me with any child or any child paraphernalia but but the fact that those are like always like those are always the back to back questions and that's where and, and I don't want to say, like, this is, like, our, like, previous generations. It's, like, I don't want to go into, like, an okay boomer thing. But, um, or, like, Gen X thing. But yeah. No, it's it's fair because, like, back then, that's sort of what you did. You got married earlier and you had kids earlier. And that's true. It gets to the point where, like, yeah, you're sort of expected by a specific age. And now we're both 31. Well, so it's... Uh, yeah, 32 we, in less than six months. That clock for me is ticking. But yeah, so so yeah, and that's the point where like, yeah, you're at this age, you're supposed to fill out these boxes as a human being, right? Which is so annoying. Right. So annoying. But then it's fair because then when you go on online dating, that's sort of you... Petro. Honestly, I'm kind of glad like I've... And, and, and I know you've called me out on this shit before mm. where... I love how you already know where this is going when it comes to age. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, like, my bottom age is, like, now, like, 29. Oh, you changed yeah, it! Yeah, it's two years. Two years progress. Wait, side note for all listeners. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whatever. This, well, is what ha- this is what happens. It wasn't a creepy okay, age well, either. you can always edit this out, even okay. though I know you won't, and yeah. you better not, because it's funny, but I used to go on Anthony's bumble or hinge or whatever he was on and i would change his minimum age from like it wasn't creepy but you used to do like 25 and i would always swipe left on anybody that yeah. wasn't within like a two three year age range and you used to get annoyed at me and i was like girls in their early 20s are dumb i'm sorry we are i love you all ladies but like we're dumb and very different in our early 20s when we date somebody that's in their 30s because i've done that like, you're not in the same place. This was late 20s. Don't say 30s. Well, whatever. Same <laughs> right. thing. Early 20s and late 20s is very different when you're yeah. looking at... When you are dating somebody that is finishing undergrad or starting grad school or fresh out of undergrad so and you are in your full-time career professional job where you're making a livable salary, like, that's a very different place to be. Yeah. 
And also, that's not going to go anywhere, which is why I would swipe left on them for you. Mm, thanks. You, Bottom line, you were helping, find yourself a bestie who will swipe left. You, you were helping me settle when I was still trying to... <laughs> <laughs> so, it was funny. I was going through these things of why people should stay single rather than settle. It's sort of like things that make sense, right? I think the, go the good thing about being single is you technically get to do whatever you want, which yeah. is like a fair point. I don't know. I've if someone ever goes, "Hey, I just got out of a relationship." Mm. My next thing is, "Cool. Don't rush into another one. Like take time. Do and, and and I always ask people this because like, "Hey, were there things that you didn't do when you were in a relationship that you wanted to do?" Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, he didn't want to, he or she didn't want to do this or that. It's like, do that shit now. I mean, sure, your goal yeah. is now. It's like, I hope I find the partner now that does the things that I want to do. It's like, sure, that could come along from like, you know, maybe if you wanted to try pottery. I don't know. Right. I think that's the first thing that came but to I, mind. Wait, but I think you also always learn something from exes, right? Like, mm -hmm. and you can always learn a lesson and take something from them. I mean, like, we've talked about this. I didn't really travel in my early mid 20s because I was like oh I can't afford it and it just wasn't something that I made a priority and then with my last ex like I we've had this conversation where I was like I feel like I wasted a year of my life and then I thought about it and I was like well no because this was the person that I started traveling with right and made me realize fuck it I can go and travel which is also something that I now have where I'll go on a date with someone or I'll, I, I won't even go on a date. I'll be talking with them and I'll ask them what they think about travel because if mm. you're not interested in traveling, that's going to be an issue because mm. are you going to be okay with the fact that I'm going to be traveling two, three times a year to different places and I don't care if you come with me, I'm going. Right. Like, I'd like you to come, that's but I'm also going. That's always my concern when someone says they like going hiking. It's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Do you not remember... <laughs> This is the podcast that is all about the things we learned about me from my ex. But yeah. do not remember when I spent that summer upstate and we were hiking and I was sending you shit. And I remember yeah. you were like, I sent you a picture and I was like, oh, I'm hiking today. And you were like, since when the fuck do you hike? And I was like, I don't. And it was awful. But now I hike. But it was funny because I remember with yesterday's date, we were talking about, she asked me, it's like, hey, do you like going hiking? I was like, oh, fuck, I knew this was going to come up at some point. But I also yeah. like, we're both 31. So like, I feel like at this point, it's sort of like, yeah, I've gone hiking before. I don't go often. But whenever I travel, I like to hike. I always say, yeah, I'll do it occasionally, but it's not Which a hobby. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my favorite part is you get to treat yourself as being mm. single yeah you, i know that's true you don't need to worry about someone doing like yeah so if i wanted to take a trip i can just go ahead and take one if i wanted to buy myself a pair of converse that's then I can true go ahead and do it you know that's it's just, valid and another thing and I, I and i think that just comes from my 20s is that i've never technically forced a relationship and i feel like that's just something mm. that yeah you and i are really different with that yeah i haven't forced it but i've stayed in and i've pushed for a relationship that i should have known wasn't going anywhere whereas you've always been someone that's like if this isn't easy and it's not like ending up just easily turning into a relationship like i'm not pushing it yeah and i've always been the one that i'm like i'm gonna try and try and try until i can't anymore yeah which is not good that's a fair point but it's for you it was like trial and error for me it was just sort of <laughs> oh lots of trial <laughs> and error there's there's two different approaches where we're not saying one is better than the other but yeah. it's I don't know for for me it, for me my approach made sense and but yeah 
So there was this one thing that I saw that was really interesting. It's like loneliness is better than heartache. Mm. And like I understand at the time loneliness does sound shitty. But like does that really outweigh being with like a shitty person? That's true. I mean, you don't really think about it at the time, but Okay, so I can say this because <laughs> just talk about all my dating issues. <laughs> but also having gone through some of like the really shitty experiences I've gone through and looking back on them and having been through therapy and like doing my own contemplating on it and kind of reckoning with it right like I can look at it as the silver lining of I learned something from this relationship but I can also look at it and be like I shouldn't have been in that relationship and I think had I been comfortable being single and had I been comfortable being by myself and not feeling like I needed to be in a relationship to validate who I was Hmm. that would have been better like I do think loneliness is better than being in something that's shitty but in the I mean yeah but I think it doesn't feel like that at the time oh no never yeah. does at the time hindsight's twenty twenty, so it's yeah. very easy when you're out of a like crappy relationship to look back and be like oh i would have been better if i just stayed single but i think more people need to learn how to really this sounds so like woo woo mindfulness free age, yeah like love shit right <laughs> but like i think people <laughs> i know but i think people need to learn to be comfortable with themselves no yeah. and they need to learn to love themselves because if you don't love yourself and you don't put yourself first yeah you are going to get into an unhealthy or potentially abusive relationship it's just how it is and in that sense like it is much better to be lonely and to deal with being lonely than just being in a relationship for the hell of it i remember one of my favorite tweets that i saw was that technically the relationship with yourself is the most important relationship because it's really a reflection and on on you like your relationships with other people technically looks back at you if you're someone who it's a reflection has, on how you treat yourself your relationship with somebody else and how they treat you is a reflection on how you treat yourself 100 yeah. so like if you have like really shitty boundaries with other people say so your relationships are probably that yeah because like yeah if yeah. You, you don't set boundaries with your parents or family members or friends you're not going to set boundaries on anyone because right. you're yeah you're and not saying that that person's going to be a pushover but it's just sort of it's just going to carry on. Well, and also, if you don't respect yourself, how do you expect... How are you going to insist that other people respect you? Yeah. Like, it goes... Yeah. It's... Ugh. Dating is so messy. And you don't realize it until you're in your late 20s, early 30s, and you have all these realizations. But it's better to have the realizations. I don't know. This it's... is why everybody should have... Shameless plug. This is why everybody should have a therapist. Because... Oh, this is... I, we've, I've said this multiple times. Is the yeah. therapy season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it really is. Like, this is why people should have therapists early on and why therapy shouldn't be marginalized and kind of looked down on. Because if you had a therapist, you know, from teenage years, you would be in a much better freaking place. But therapy is also expensive. But this is also why, and this is a whole other podcast. <laughs> well, issue, we're, right? we're not, not going to get into <laughs> Right, but like, this is also why therapy should be normalized and it should be part of the healthcare system no it's yeah it should be something that's affordable like there are other countries where therapy is very normal very commonplace and very affordable because the healthcare system puts an emphasis on it which again is totally a different topic but yeah, yeah. no that's a fair point mm. and i swear i'm not saying this just as a therapist no no i i'll, I'll say it as the the client i 
I've noticed the differences between oh I don't want to say like pre-therapy and <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed the differences in pre-therapy and okay okay too. cool so so yeah and yeah it's just like easy to yeah I yeah I've been able to like deal with like my own shit now and then not saying that I'm more comfortable being in a relationship but I am because I've had to think about it so much compared to thinking cool like if someone's asking if I'm in a relationship and I say I'm not and then I get like a weird response my first thing is like am I like the weirdo for right wanting to be single yeah and it's like well no you're not I mean, I feel that way now where I'm, I'd rather be single than in a relationship that doesn't add meaning to my life. So my biggest issue when it comes to the whole concept of settling is the idea of the one. Mm. Because I don't know. Do people actually know what their one is? Okay. Side note. Also, when you said the one, I definitely was about to quote the one ring. I knew that was going (laughs) to Newsflash, I'm a giant nerd and I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings for years and years. Um, So you'd be fine if someone proposed with like a replica of the One Ring? abso fucking (laughs) freaking lootly not. That would be very creepy. I want a very cute diamond with minimal (laughs) kind of setting and like a very simple band. I'm very simple though. Please do not propose to me future whoever with the One Ring to rule them all. That would be very creepy. But that's an interesting point, right? Like about the idea of the one. And I think it's something that we're fed as an idea. Mm -hmm. And I've also, I mean, I've also read that there are multiple the one kind of people, right? And like sometimes they end up being your best friends and sometimes they end up being people that become family or like family or whatever. Um, Do I think that there's somebody that you can get along with and like, well, and love to spend your life with? Yes. Do I think that there are multiple of that person? Absolutely. So, yeah, like soulmates, I think when I was younger, I used to believe in and now not so much. Sound really jaded. (laughs) No, but it's the trial and error. You know, it's like, oh, I thought this might be. And and I think that makes sense. Like even I remember at a previous podcast, I think my friend was like in two long term relationships that she thought would lead to marriage and they didn't. Yeah. And. Uh, wait, is that friend me? Because... No, that wasn't you. No. (laughs) No, That would be three, but No, but, um, I don't know. And I guess for me, since I haven't been in a relationship in a while, like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't assume the next relationship I get into would be the one. Right? I sort of just want us to have similar similarities or goals for the most part so like if that's why at least in my hinge profile i put don't want kids right because i don't want to waste someone's time if they want kids side note i still don't understand how you popped up as a match for me when i changed my height preferences oh sorry i do state that i want kids right you still popped up but anyway yes this is the the fun fun story of always finding each other on hinge and bumble the algorithm is fucked yes (laughs) they were like hey we're in quarantine filters don't mean shit now no but it's true though i mean i i also think and having been through a few relationships that I thought would end in marriage, especially like my most recent one and even the one before that, like being engaged. And I think regardless, relationships take work. 
even if you may get along super well with the person, you never argue, you never whatever, like they still take work. It takes work to decide that you want to be with somebody. It's not just going to always be easy, smooth sailing. Yeah. So I think for me, that's why I feel like, yeah, there may be somebody, or there is somebody out there that I could absolutely 100% see myself settling down with and raising a family with, right? But I don't think that that's just one person. I think I could maybe find that with there's probably many different people out there that I could potentially have that with. Right. Also taking applications. Taking applications. Oh, so we're not doing swiping anymore. It's now... Uh, this is really why I came on your podcast, <laughs> just to self-promote like, me like, as a single look, person. You're like, look, I'm tired of swiping. I'll take resumes now. I'll take applications. Like, yes, all the applications. You need to go through Anthony first, though. See, so I think that... So that's why dating profiles should be applications. Like, just legit, don't, like, don't sugarcoat it. And I feel like that's the issue. People, and I, I, that's why I like Hinge, right? For, or, or at least Bumble is for the idea that you could actually put the specific things you want. So, like, hey, you know, like, I'm looking for this. I don't want, do or do, don't want kids. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're someone who doesn't like someone that smokes and they say they smoke occasionally or smokes at all and sort of like, eh, no. Right. I don't mind the idea at the same time putting things out there but i forgot what podcast i spoke about this but it, it, it comes to the point where like you may not want to sort of like learn how to like date outside of your type per se mm, mm-hmm. or like yes you're you might limit yourself too if you're putting all of these prerequisites but if they are important prerequisites then keep them right like i think something would be weird if you said like hey i can't date someone if they make less than like don't know 90k or whatever like i feel like that's a bit of a weird one but like no like something as but wait like i also want somebody that makes 90k no no No, they have to be 511 or higher however they don't need to make 90k okay um no i mean i like i want somebody that is educated and is at a point in their career where they have a stable job where they have a stable idea of what they're doing as a profession right because like obviously it's different I mean for me as a therapist it is a fairly stable position and career right Mm -hmm. and maybe the person that I date is has a degree in I don't know like maybe they went to like culinary school Mm. so maybe it's not necessarily a traditional career or they're you know an artist or like a singer even though I swore I would never date (laughs) anybody that's a music artist again Um, (laughs) but you know like so maybe it's different than kind of that nine to five right but I want somebody that is established in their career and isn't just for example running a bar or running a hotel to pay bills like I want somebody that knows where they're going with their career no, and I think that makes more sense, you know, it's sort of a tra- trajectory, right? Where it's sort of, cool, like, I'm not where I am, but, like, I have these specific steps where I want to go. Which is, yeah. so, which is sort of, like, the same thing, right? Where, I'm not going to lie, in my 20s, I always was pretty nonchalant in my approach. It was like, hey, so, like, what are you looking for? It's like, yeah, no, we'll just see where it goes. And right. yeah, and, and like, yes, I've gone to the point now where I've openly said like, yeah, I'd like to get into a relationship, but it's more, and I, th- I think that just came from one, I don't want to say just doing the podcast, but like just mm-hmm. sort of understanding what I want from a relationship instead of saying, I need to be in a relationship. 
Right. And I think that's been like the big shift for me. And, you know, being my friend for so many years, Mm -hmm. like, and seeing me through all the shitty relationships and not shitty ones, but like the ones that didn't last, right? Is like, yeah, at a point, I don't need to be in one. Like, I'm comfortable being who I am and being by myself. Yeah. Until I find someone that kind of fits into that. So if you want to feel better, there's seven science-backed reasons why you're better off staying single. <laughs> um, and then there's also the big reason of wanting to have kids. But it's also and science, I can't right? I that myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like, like, science is telling you to stay single, but then also science also like at least for yes for like you if as you a woman. have a child yeah right, you have a man's sperm right <laughs> oh that's where turkey basing comes yeah. in right like okay don't meet the man of my dreams cool great no problem Just i don't know i bacon. fully believe this where single people are healthier i don't i don't think that that yeah i think it kind of depends right because right. if you are in a healthy stable relationship and you're you know i mean like i said right relationships take work you need to be able to be willing to work on things because you're with somebody that's probably, you know, you're not the same person. It's not a robot. But I do think that you can be very happy. And I have friends who are very, very happy in stable relationships. Yeah. And I do think that they're happier where they're at, you know, in part because their relationship is adding to the quality of their life, right? Yeah. But I do think they're happier than they would be maybe single. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I don't believe any of this shit. Like, this is getting worse and worse as I look through it. (laughs) Supposedly, single people are better with money. (laughs) But see, it's different. If you're a married couple... Uh, Well, because, yeah. We're we're talking... Yeah, they're like... No, you need accountability sometimes. I think that's... But I do understand where, like... So the the stats is, like, 21% of single people had credit card debt compared to 27 percent of married couples without children but 36 percent of married couples with children have been in debt which is like yes kids is a full concept kids are also expensive yeah you spend so much money on a child yeah no no i i get it and yes and i guess like sometimes maybe you're happier right because like i think about it now and i'm like i'd rather spend that money that i would be spending on like a child or buying diapers or whatever like i'd rather spend that money traveling the world and enjoying enjoying that time of my life before i get to the point where i am old enough that i really need to make the decision of like okay i i need to have kids or i'm physically going to be unable to have my own child yeah Hmm. but yeah great job reading an article while recording that you decide you dislike i know i just found it i was like oh this is interesting let's use let's use science to back out and then you were like jk jk well no because there's no there's there's positives and negatives to staying single in my opinion but i think it outweighs more than rushing and settling and then thinking like five years from now it's like oh you know maybe i shouldn't have rushed into this relationship and i didn't notice story of my yeah life. so it's a it's a win-lose scenario you you know it comes with age every like i think our 20s are meant to deal with mistakes <laughs> and i decided not to sorry our 20s are meant to deal with dating um, yeah. toxic people yeah um rushed engagements and rushed move-ins when the person decides they need to find themselves. Yeah, I kind of could have done without all of those. <laughs> You're like, but wait, I, I was also going to say it's interesting, right? Because I'm the person or I was the person that would rush into relationships. 
And you were the opposite, where you yeah. would avoid relationships. Mm -hmm. What's that use of? Yeah, no, I did avoid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You no. would avoid relationships. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you would avoid emotional commitments. Yes. Whereas I would rush into an emotional commitment because I wasn't, for me personally, like I wasn't fully happy with who I was. Mm. And I felt like a relationship made me whole, which now looking back at it, I kind of want to smack younger me upside the head and be like, why were you so dumb? But no, I mean, everyone has different paths and it makes you feel, you're like, mm -hmm. you're, you're me now. So you, <laughs> you're not, you're not like previous me, but I, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you're not 20s me, you're... <laughs> Let's not get into 20s, you. <laughs> no, that's a, that's another therapy session in and of itself. <laughs> Why you don't record with a therapist on your podcast. Exactly. <laughs> no, but I think, like, overall, I, I and I don't know, I think that's why I sort of wanted to do this episode, because it's just sort of not going back to the whole... Um, yes, let's stay pro single, but I think it's just also like pre understand. Like, at the end of the day, you should sort of understand yourself. And I don't know, it's sort of like a call out that sometimes, sometimes breakups are a good thing because it sort of gives you the mm. opportunity of others. And well, I think also, if you're in a not great relationship, breakups are good because then you realize that you didn't want to spend the rest of your life with this person that was going to make you feel like shit. Right. Or treat you like shit. Yeah, we might need to do an episode about breakups because I think that's just like another Pandora's box I there. I will need significantly more wine to do that episode. <laughs> you need to start off with a bottle through. It's like, but okay, I am I'm ready. fine with that. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I don't know if I have like any further like thoughts about it. I think it's just sort of, I don't know, for me, the pros of being single is you just get to figure your own shit out. Also... As somebody that's been single for like a year and a half now, it is longer. So I know it, it really does. I was thinking about that last night. Yeah. Um, because I was watching that really dumb show, Love Life, on uh, yeah. HBO. Yeah, yeah. Which thank you for the login. Yeah, well, um, you know, Hulu switch for Hulu HBO. Switch it's cool. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about that the other night, no, last night, and I was like. Yeah, it's, it feels like a lot. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't feel like it's been as long as it has. But I think the nice thing about that, and as somebody that has always been kind of like serially in relationships, and you know, like I would go maybe two, three months. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've known me for years now. Like I would go maybe a month, two months where I wasn't in a relationship or like two, three at the most. And my last two relationships, like in between them, I spent over a year single. And like now it's been a year and a half. And thinking back on the last year, I love the fact that I can, for example, book a flight. Yeah. I can be yes. like, I want to go to Paris. And I don't need to clear this with somebody. Not that I'm like clearing it with my partner, right? But I don't have to take someone else into consideration. I yeah. can decide that I want to go to a bar. I can decide that I want to stay in. I can decide that I want to go visit my parents or quarantine with my parents for three months. Right. And I don't have to worry or take into consideration another person there. And I think like that's one of the nicest things about being single is having that freedom to do what you want. Mm-hmm having that freedom to kind of like sit and figure yourself out and your own shit out right whereas when you're always in a relationship like you don't have that 
same time for self-reflection. I also just completely justified my ex breaking up with me because he needed to figure himself out. See, at first you were like, what the fuck? And now you're like, oh shit. I mean, I'm still like, what the fuck? Because you no, no, no. figured that out before yeah, you know, yeah. a year of dating and like moving in and all this other shit. But yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I think yeah. there is something to be said for, as someone that was serially in relationships, there is something to be said for being single, staying single and figuring your shit out. And then dealing with the swipe culture that is like online shopping well bringing it back to the point of this episode it was the point at the end of the day it's like the marketplace do do we have a solution for the marketplace or do we just deal with it as there's some no you kind of i i think now especially with technology and i think kind of being that we are so digital right i don't think and also, like, future generations, and again, this is a whole other rant and I won't get on my soapbox, but people are very digital and people are very technology-focused and driven. And it's why kids growing up are lacking social skills because they're so used to, like, connecting through screens and things. It's why they're not able to read people, right? We're in an age, I think, where everything is very digital and everything is very tech-based. Um, so unfortunately, I think like online dating is going to be here to stay. I mean, I think some apps are better than others, um, mm-hmm. right? Like Tinder's like the Craigslist where it's, you know, sometimes you find good shit, but like it's also really sketchy at times. And <laughs> right. And like, you know, so what's Bumble? <laughs> Bumble. I know I was thinking about that. I was like, what's they're the like of... the Facebook marketplace Etsy. Oh, I'm not using that. Oh, Etsy, okay. Fine. Right, I like think Etsy. Bumble, yeah. I think, is like the Etsy where it's okay. a little bit more focused. You have kind of more like creative types on there, mm. and it's a little bit easier to find what you're really looking for. Um, Hinge, I think, is a little like eBay, where eBay's, you know, eBay's gotten like more sophisticated over the years, right? Yeah. But there's still some kind of like trashy shit on there. That's fair. And yeah. that's kind of hinge. I mean, okay Cupid is just like Oof. Oh no. I think okay Cupid is like Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, probably. It's kind of just a shit show. It is. Um yeah. yeah, but I think like online dating is here unfortunately to stay. Which sucks, because I do miss those days where you would go out to a bar and meet somebody. I mean, also now, coronavirus, you can't go out to a bar yeah. and meet someone. Right. Yeah, you're like, if, even if it is, like, mm, six feet, just stay there. Right, like, yeah. I also don't know how I feel about in-person dates during this whole time. Yeah. Um, like, what, I'm going to go with yeah. my pool floaty and, like, hold it out? Floaty, or my yes. broomstick and, like, hold it out with my mask on and be like, don't come closer no. than my broomstick. Right. It's a very Scorpio thing it to is. say, my broomstick. broomstick. For all witches, it's fine. Yeah. I did get the witch king, so it's cool. That's true. Yeah. No, and so my thing is that I understand that online dating is here to stay. I think it's just my only solution to it is just actually have uncomfortable conversations yeah i think don't i don't want to say don't hold shit back i feel like it's creepy if you say you're hoping that your next relationship is your last one i think stuff like i know don't say that on the first date wait nobody can see the face that i made because i would prefer to not get into a relationship that's going to go nowhere because i'm also turning 32 this year and i at some point want to have kids right but yes i get where you're going with that like well yeah, you I mean, shouldn't be going in necessarily expecting it to be the last one, but ob- like for me personally, obviously, I would rather 
No, wait, I, I would rather wait to find the person yeah. that is going to be my last relationship. Hopefully. Right. But things that you're never going to know. I, I don't mind Yeah, me. so it's... I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's just... This is why I have, like... I, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast. Oh, because I did this on the Red Flags episode. Mm-hmm. Where someone was telling me that their red flag was that I didn't want kids. And I put that on my profile. And it's like, then... Did then why you, did you swipe right? Yes. And then two, it's like... Did you want me to lie? It's like, like I, wait, it's like, I don't want, I want this dress that's yellow, but I want it to be short sleeves and not sleeveless. Oh, here's a sleeveless yellow dress. Let me order it. And then it comes in and you're like, why did I order this? I don't want a sleeveless dress. I want short sleeves. And it's like, well, why did you order the dress in the first place? Yeah. Exactly. I also just equated you to a dress. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm wearing yellow, so that's why I have <laughs> I a yellow know. shirt. So it's okay. No, but I, I think that makes sense. It's just, yes, swiping culture seems to be here for what yeah. it is. But I think you can have better dates if people are just willing to be more... Honest and trans- vulnerable? Yes. Right. Well, actually, one of my prompts is on Hinge. It's like... I forgot what it was. What's the prompt? It's like, oh, you know that I like you. And then my response is like, if I'm vulnerable. because Oh, yeah. Just... Wait, wait, wait. Because I found you on Hinge and responded to that prompt. Well, yeah. It's an important prompt, I think. It's super it's... important. So, I mean, I joke, but it is important. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, no. I Yes, we're, we're not. We're, we're going to be stuck in this dating as a marketplace. But I think the better way of having it is just sort of, yeah, I, I don't know. Especially now that... I don't know how like this you know, dating is gonna look like because uh, of this. I don't even get me started. Where yeah, like cool. Well now, like, do you take a bottle of wine and like a blanket and or two blankets and sit six feet apart in Central Park and I, drink wine? Like, I haven't done one yet, but I will. Well, I mean, outdoor dining is also reopening in New York City. Yeah, but still, yeah. So I will sit at this table and you will sit at that table. Right, exactly. And we will wear masks and yell mm-hmm. through our masks at each other. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but, like, even, like, pre, you know, COVID, I think a lot of the times we, a lot of us tend to have, like, the more surface-level conversations. Yeah. And then it's always weird because you'll have those type of conversations and it doesn't really lead anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, why? Because, like, well, we didn't want to have the conversations we wanted because we were concerned we may either come across as too needy or too wanting something. And I don't know, sometimes that's not shitty either and yeah we we, yeah. we we can't do the like let's say like i i like swimming but i've never went to the pool and like spoke to someone it's like oh cool that'd be weird if i just asked you out on the date because we both go to the same gym and if you're not interested that would be fucking hella awkward and now i can't swim in this pool anymore okay wait but you also could be like <laughs> hey I've seen you, like, I've seen you a few times. I'm Anthony, nice to meet you, right? And as I say this, in my head, I'm like, that would be total cringeworthy for me. I love how you're giving me advice on how to approach someone, and then as soon as you hear it, it's like, I don't want that. Fair, but I I also like to have this idea that I would love to be, and like, I'm a complete introvert, and I'm super shy, which nobody believes after they get to know me. Yeah. Um, but like I am super super shy and I would like to think that I could maybe if I'm going to a gym or let's say I'm like running outside Mm -hmm. right and I pass the same person and I'm like oh they're cute and maybe a week after seeing them three or four times we happen to be 
walking together or yeah. like walking by each other and I may, you know, smile at them or make eye contact. I'd like to think that I would be confident enough to be like, hey, I'm Andrea, like not to sound super creepy, but saw you running the last few days. Like, how's it going? Right. Yeah. But I think that also goes to the idea of being more forward and more, I guess, just open and vulnerable to the idea of getting to know somebody and striking up that conversation which I think dating culture like online dating has really kind of suppressed that side of us Yeah. because I think before online dating right like that's what you would do you would see someone at a bar you would see somebody on the subway you would see somebody out at the gym and you would approach them because Mm -hmm. that was how you would meet people and now it's like this culture of swipe left swipe right I don't know it's and I feel like you just have we have to find a good middle where Yes, we're still going to have to swipe, but still have the actual conversation. Would like to have when it comes to meeting someone. Like, I. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to always be superficial. I don't need to go out and be like, oh, what do you do for work? How's great, work been? Great like, weather. Like, yeah, yeah, it's great weather. Oh, you like this shit, line? Like, summer. what's your go to food? You know, like. Also, side note, I matched with somebody on Bumble or not, Hinge. Not one of the two. Okay, I think this, it was Bumble. Yeah. But I matched with somebody on Bumble, and I asked them... It was an, it was an them, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Ha, ha, ha. Me. <laughs> no, but I matched with them on Bumble, and I was like, so, total Tangent. confession here, I sometimes use the suggested openers because sometimes I, I can't I didn't know that think. was a thing. That was pretty cool. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll show you after this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, like, suggested openers, and obviously I, like, I edit them to be, like, hi, waving, smiley, whatever, like, blah, 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 and I add the opener, and then I'll add, you know, something else, like, oh, I'm Andrea, nice to, like, meet you, mm-hmm. meet being in quotes, right? But I asked this this guy that I matched with, and I was like, oh, what's something about you that, uh, very, like, what's something that not a lot of people know about you? And his response was that he was in foster care for three years. Mm. And Uh-oh. then afterwards, <laughs> as a teenager, and then, yeah. like, afterwards, he was like, <laughs> don't even start with the red flag thing. But it was interesting because afterwards, he's like... I thought like, you were going to s- psychoanalyze him. No, but <laughs> no, okay. and I was like, oh, wow, like, that's actually, thank you for telling me that, you know, and, because afterwards, he sent me that, and then... About 10 minutes later, he sent me another message before I had responded being like, Uh-oh. wow, I don't know why I said that. That was really heavy to lead with. And I was like, I actually really appreciate you being vulnerable because I mm-hmm. don't think most people are like that. And I think taking that chance to be more vulnerable and having those more open conversations helps you get to know someone. Also, I think now he feels weird because he definitely has like been less conversational mm. in the last few days. And I think that's because he's a little embarrassed about it. And he said, like, I'm kind of embarrassed that I brought that up. That's definitely not something I normally talk about. And I was like, well, and I made a joke about being like, because it says on my profile that I'm a psychotherapist. So yeah. I made a joke about being like, well, probably best b- better person to say to is like the therapist you matched with. Ha ha. How do you feel? No. Right. And like, obviously we had a couple like back and forth after that and then it got a little weird. But I do think having those vulnerable conversations are important. And I think that's how you figure out, like, if somebody's someone that you're actually potentially interested in. You've, have you seen that list of questions? I, I hate, and I think I've spoken about this, is I hate the the way New York Times phrased this was the questions you should ask. Because so, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of the study if you actually read the study itself. But I think those are really good questions to ask. I don't know if you would want to ask all of them on the first date, but there are right. some... But those are some really good but questions. But those are ones on like the third or fourth date as you're starting yeah. to get to know someone and it's less superficial. Yeah. Those are questions that you should be asking people. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think it makes sense for someone to always ask, like, how close are you with your family? You know, it's sort of like a sometimes but it's not then it's like 
even if someone isn't, it's like, oh, well, then how come? And I feel like right. that's where they're willing to be vulnerable about that, then sure. But I don't know. I think we, we just have to heal the layers little by little instead of trying to have typical questions of... Oh, wait, peel the layers to get more vulnerable and get to know yeah. somebody? Because I'm totally going to use this on you next time you match with someone you like. I've been pretty vulnerable in my last date uh -huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know. It's growth. I just like calling you out on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be right away. I'm not just going to give you the core center. You know, you're not ready for depression talk yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, neither am I. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if but, you ask how my relationship with my family is, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm really close with my parents. Wasn't always that way. Yeah. But, yeah. And, like, maybe down the road I'll tell you why, but I'm not going to be like, let me launch into the exactly. litany of reasons why I was not in a good place with my parents. No, that's fair. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, we'll see how it goes. You do yeah. have a date next week, right? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. So yeah, cool. Well, With the person that I've been talking to on and off for two years. Yes. So yes. Uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Yes. Or all the socially distanced dates. <laughs> we'll have a busy. You should do a, a podcast on socially distanced dating. Like post I, I, it's not really post-COVID. I feel weird saying post-COVID because we're still in the middle of a pandemic, but like... Three post, years from now. <laughs> right? Like, but I feel like it's like... Okay. Yeah, in the stop. new normal, right? Like yes, the new COVID the new normal. normal. What is dating mm. like? That's true. There you go. See? Cool. Two we'll for see. one. You get a podcast with me and then you get a future podcast subject. See, just giving me content. I think it's all I try. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's just sort of like the way of just sort of not saying ending it, but it's just, yes, we're going to be stuck in the marketplace, but how do we make the marketplace better? And I think it's just right. having conversation that may seem weird to usually have on first mm -hmm. or second or even third dates, but until we get to see people in person, we might as well just have, I don't want to say more typical conversations. Like, let's not, let's not get into like but your, more, your trauma. Let's not get through your trauma. more vulnerable and open conversations that get a little bit more at your values and yeah. what makes you, you. Yeah. Like, my favorite color is turquoise, right? That's very surface level, but like, what does turquoise mean? This is such a therapist question. Wow. Like, what does turquoise mean to you? Like... You know, it's, it's and bright. or having it's, those conversations yeah. about like how you really feel, what your what your values are. Yeah. Like what do you value in life? Mm -hmm. Because that says a lot about who you are and and that's not something I think that we ask people until we're like maybe a lot of times three years into a relationship. Right. Or like until you're like in a monogamous yeah. relationship with a person. You don't ask them that. And like you should be asking them that. Maybe not first date, but like second date. Maybe that should be a conversation. Yeah. So clearly we should just write an article about the questions you need to ask your date. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll work on this <laughs> afterwards. We'll put together. We post it on Medium. We will, yes, I will send them, I will attach a Medium article to this episode. Yes, um, the questions, questions to, you should ask. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. Window or aisle seat, big question. Ooh, that's <laughs> not a, well, hmm. Window, aisle, and if you're in a three-seater, how do you feel about middle? Because that will ruin 90% of relationships. Would it really? Think about it. Okay, fine. <laughs> Think about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to ask second date after this, this episode if she's a window or aisle seat person. There you go. Okay, cool. Wait, also, are you a window or an aisle? 
window. Yeah, see, we could never fly together because I'm also window. We don't have to sit next to each other. Well, so look, what? We'll, we'll, we'll both. So you'll sit in 27A and I'll sit in 26A. Wait, okay. Side note though, I can also do. <laughs> I can do window or aisle as long as I'm in a two seater. If so I'm in, is fine. if I'm in like the three seater or the one like the overseas flights that have the five seaters in the middle of the plane, like no. I need to be aisle on those or I need to be window or aisle. I can't do middle ever. So for me, it all depends on time mm. of flight. Like if it's a morning flight, I want to sort of still sleep. Fair. So if it's a middle of the day flight, I don't really give a shit because I'm like wide awake. But yeah, so like when I went to Seattle that morning, I had a aisle seat. And for me, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I had originally had a window seat, yeah. but I didn't really care. For me, it was, do I want to sit next to a kid or not? I will take the aisle oh. seat <laughs> and not sit next to the kids. So, yep. you know, see, I understood my boundaries. I, you know, there's, there's, there's different levels to it. But yeah, if someone wanted a window seat and like, I don't care. But... I don't care if I'm window or aisle, but like going overseas i do not want to be on a six hour flight in the middle seat i will lose my shit that's fair like i can be window it's fine (laughs) i can be aisle it's fine but i'm not like no please don't put me in a middle in a middle seat if i'm going overseas even if it's an overnight flight and i'm sleeping the whole way i don't want to just like wake up on some stranger unless they're actually unless they're really cute in which case that would be this the six away from the swiping you just exactly you just fall asleep on (laughs) But I don't think I'm cute when I sleep, and I do, like... I'm definitely not. Wait, but I do the whole eye mask and, like, face mask while I'm flying. Like, the hydrating face mask. I goop that shit on on, like, an overnight overseas flight, and then I put my eye mask on, and it's... Yeah, no. I don't think... I don't think I'm going to meet my future person on an overseas flight. I'm not cute on that. So yeah, these are some of the questions you should... Exactly, yeah. right? Like, what is your overseas flight routine? Um, all the vulnerable questions. All the, that is a, <laughs> but yeah. But, so cool. Yeah, I, I will try to figure that out. I, I'll write this before I publish, I hope. <laughs> yes, the questions you should ask people. <laughs> but cool. Thanks for coming on the podcast and being vulnerable. And <laughs> Anytime. And dealing with not trauma, there was no trauma, but, but yeah, dealing with talking about yes. past shitty relationships. Yes, exactly. Um, shameless plug. That's what therapy is for, y'all. All exactly. go to therapy. Talk yes. about your shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your your partner's not your therapist, so you should. And they shouldn't be. And they shouldn't be. That's why you should get a therapist. Boom. But also, you're you're a therapist. Exactly. I'm like they should get a therapist. Like not me. Yeah. Somebody that's potentially going into private practice. I'm gonna put that shameless plug. Oh, there. okay. Cool. So. <laughs> So you have JK. your five you have your five year plan. So yes, you, exactly. Exactly. Thanks again. Anytime. As <laughs> you just keep up, there's more content coming from Ten Years Accounting. Support Tony. Donate. I know there's like a donate link somewhere in there. We're gonna just like a little imagine a flashing bubble. It's a link in his thing. Have a good day. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna use this for the ending of my podcast now. You're just gonna be